Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Ladies and gents, welcome to this episode of the Sophisticated Property Investment Podcast. And today I'm delighted to welcome Mr. Ian Jackson all the way from Belfast, Northern Ireland. How are you, sir? I'm good. And you, Frank, how are you keeping today? I'm good. I'm good. I've been to the gym. It's okay. cold but sunny out there. It's uh, mid-morning. I feel like I'm winning the day already, mate. Today, we are chewing the cud in our new format that we've been running for a few weeks now about a topic that I think is so misunderstood. I only really embraced personal development when I took on a business coach. And I was spending two hours a fortnight with my business coach. I was paying 26 grand a year, brand new in business, 26,000 pound a year I was paying. And what my coach was teaching me in those two hours was very, very valuable. But more valuable than that was the education she was directing me to. And before I ask you, you know, how you rate personal development in I want to share two little anecdotes with you the first is I went home for Christmas after having had a coach for about two months and my sister's reaction I've got two sisters that I love dearly and their reaction to these new books that I brought back I was so excited about and I was like oh you've got to read this one uh, sis and they were like oh is that one of those self-help books nah you're okay and I, it, it, I know you laugh, yeah, but, but I think a lot of people have that reaction to personal development or self-help as if it's got some stigma, you know, as it like, I don't know, online dating or something like that. Like there's something seedy or wrong or um, that, that it's for weak people or it's for people that are preyed upon, I don't know. So that, and that's the first little anecdote. And the second anecdote, I used to buy books I kind of knew that reading was important and I knew when I was at university that what I was learning I really wasn't going to use very much in my in my adult life and so I tried to educate myself but I used to buy my education books I kid you not from charity shops which for starters means that they're never going to be up to date because they're always a few years late old or very very old and secondly they're the books that people throw away <laughs> And so I was probably, rather than buying a book for 10 quid, I was buying it for £1.50. But that £8.50 reduction in cost was probably making sure that I was reading absolute rubbish. And I can remember reading books and like forcing myself to finish them thinking that was absolute rubbish. So Mr. Jackson, how would you describe your relationship with personal development and and self-education okay well the first thing i should say is that um i left school at 16 hadn't hadn't read a book in my life and had absolutely no interest in reading a book uh wow yep absolutely knowing you now i'm i'm astounded (laughs) um so and and, uh, it was some years after i left school that um i mean a number of years i started um to i think the first book that uh well i first of all i don't read I've, I've actually never read a book in my life, but recently I've, I've been just audible. And that's, once I say recently, that's a number of years back, of course. Uh, but before that, we were able to get tapes and, and CDs and stuff like that. So I was buying uh, tapes and CDs and listening to them, and that was the way I was taking in my information. And uh, some of the early people, like uh, Jim Rowan, uh, who's passed away some years now, was probably one of the top people uh, that I followed, and then uh, and then I found uh, John Maxwell, 
who of course is is is, is a big person in, in self help and, and other types of coaching and uh, uh, I got into business at um, I, I got in my own business when I was probably around about just under thirty uh, full time and uh, identified that I needed uh, help and and I was getting it some of my help I got from other people in business you know because we were buying stuff from. Uh, suppliers in UK mainland and uh, I was going across every quarter to see them and, and capture from them what they were doing um, and we, we, we'd, we were doing very well with uh, with O2 at that time and selling phones and they uh, they give me a big uh, pot of money to do something special in Northern Ireland so what we did was we flew in Brian Tracy for a big one day event in Belfast uh, and we, no way you yep. you, you ran an event and had Brian Tracy as the speaker. Yeah. That's amazing. I never knew that. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. This was back in the 1990s, somewhere. I can't remember exactly year, you know, so it was. So, wow. And, uh, well, I, I just, we needed to do something different because O2 wanted us to get more established in the business sector and selling to business to business. They ended up, uh, between them and Motorola, was, which was one of our suppliers at that time, they put up a fair amount of the money. And we had this in the uh, Europa Hotel in Belfast. I want to know, Ian, how much it cost. How, what was the speaker fee for Brian Tracy in the 1990s? It was it was close to 5,000, if I remember right. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's that's amazing. I guess how many years ago is that? That's 30 years ago. Even yeah. so, that's low, I think. Yeah. So um, Brian Tracy is the author of Eat That Frog, guys, if you don't know that. Yeah. I think one of the best books you can start your education with. If you've never read a book, start with Eat That Frog. We actually buy it for all of our uh, partners. Wow, that's that is cheap. Yeah. Uh, I reckon he was under undragging himself there. But carry on, carry on. Uh, well, of course, he, he was he was also getting some support from uh, from O2 as well directly. So he was because they they saw the whenever I got him agreed to come because it took some time. It wasn't a matter of lifting the phone and saying, "Brian, will you come across?" Mm. You know. Uh, so, uh, but after some time, I think uh, O2 helped me and rang him, and I think uh, you know they took him to London as well after he was with me. You know, so he probably got a much oh, so sizable fee in there than, than he did with me. Uh, mm. You know, so uh, but we had a great event. Like we had over two hundred businessmen uh, in 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 the, in the big ballroom in the Europa Hotel in Belfast. That really set me and set a lot of my staff on fire that time as well. So mm. it, you know, so um, but you know that business, as, as some people already know, that I sold that business in two thousand and five, probably about ten or fifteen years later. But during all that time. Uh, you know, I was still working and, and listening to books, and, and, and there's a lot to learn. And, and uh, uh, you know, I, I know we're just talking about books at the moment, but you know, this, uh, we've we've all and, and, and you also have, uh, you know, uh, the, the value of mastermind is absolutely uh, untenable. You know, it's, mm. it's just way beyond what your what your mind could think. Mm. You know, like I paid large sums of money to be in masterminds, and I've came away, and some of them, and haven't learned a lot. But that's not the point, because you're maybe not at the right time of, of, of listening for what mm. you were taught. And I've then, seen I've seen me in a situation where some time later, maybe even years later, that um, you know I've remembered uh, I, I got that information at, at that mastermind and went back and picked up connections with people, uh, so that we could get an understanding how we could help each other going forward. You know, mm. and uh, as you know, I've spent also quite a bit of money. Um, in the states, you know, because whenever I sold a business, um, 
it was my intention to go to the States to learn how the uh, Americans d do things in, in property because it's very different to here. And I spent, uh, I went over for a four-day event with Dolph de Roos, um, and then I ended up engaging Dolph to coach me for the next year. Did you stay in the States for a year, or did you travel backwards and forwards? back and forward. It's just lovely mm. going, like, like you were saying, as we came on the, uh, uh, the chat there and I, that's cool here. You know, in Phoenix, it'll be around about, uh, it'll be around about uh, 27 to 30 degrees in Phoenix at the minute. You know, yeah. isn't it lovely with flying out and a, and a day like that to Phoenix? and uh with a t-shirt and a pair of shorts for the next week <laughs> <laughs> so let's use that as an example um in because i i think and you're you're absolutely right to broaden it we're not just talking about books we're talking about books we're talking about audio books we're talking about um seminars we're talking about masterminds we're talking about coaching i think all of it yes fit, fits together and and I would like to come back to masterminds because, in fact, I was a speaker at a mastermind that you were in. That's where we met, didn't we? Right. We met at a, a mastermind, uh, Saj Hussain's mastermind. Yep, actually, I spoke right. at, and you you were a client, and uh, uh, and that's where we met. I'm a member of two masterminds at the moment. Of course, all our franchisees are kind of in a mastermind. Yeah. The EPP um, franchise we run a mastermind at least every quarter, um, and then have mastermind sessions every monday morning really where people That's bring right. questions and so let's look at that that year with dolph de Roos. i've okay. got loads of time with dolph he's been on the podcast a couple of times you, you introduced us i think a couple of years yeah. ago now That's right. um met up with him in in costa rica for a few days earlier this year what was the investment like so how many days in that year did you spend with him how much did you pay for those days and, and what was the return well, the return was that um, I ended up buying uh, four houses in the States and uh, a big development. You did? Yeah. You bought four houses, yeah. And flipped the four houses and uh, and then uh, got the planning changed for because it was a, a development that we uh, was it was 1950s built, if you know, and it looked like that. So we, we, we got, uh, uh, well, they don't call it planning permission out there, a permit uh, to be able to um, uh, update it. And, uh, and and add to it as well. So uh, that was quite a, a big um, development at that time. So it was, uh, although we ha we did get impacted with the crash. So we did. So that, that we ended up getting out with the skin of our teeth. So we did. When we should have got out a lot better. But that's just the way life is sometimes. Um, but I guess during that year, I was there at least six times. So it was, and um, we, we, what we decided to do was, I, you know, you would know uh, that I would be a person that would be trying to negotiate. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so Dolph and I, uh, the business that we did, we, we did it together. So we, we both earned out of it, and then he got a bigger slice of it than I did. So okay. it, was, uh, it was a nice arrangement, and, uh, uh, you know, so, and, and it was very, and of course, then he had me going to meetings with him, and I was uh, chatting, you know, talking in those meetings and telling him what I was doing, you know. So mm. it worked for both of us. And so, did you actually pay anything for that year? Oh, I did. Yes, oh, I did. I paid. I paid a, a sizable sum of money back then. Let's put it this way: right. most times, a, a mastermind in today's money is going to be costing you. If it's not costing you ten grand, it's it's, it's not worthwhile going into. I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um, one of my masterminds, I think now is 26 grand right. a year. Uh, no, no, it's 28 now. Sorry, 26 is what I paid for coaching at the start. Um, 28 grand a year. And that is uh, a, a meeting 
six times a year. Right. Yeah, a meeting every two months. And you think, oh, per hour, that's that's expensive. But it's the people in the room. And the, the thing about it is, the problem is if you're not paying us sort of money, you're not getting the right help and support in the room. Because exactly. it, it's not just the coach you're paying, it's, it's you're, you're paying everyone else to share in your in your challenges. And, and because mm-hmm. they've had the knowledge of being, maybe even being there, they're much able, more able to help you. Mm. Exactly. And we, we talk about this sometimes with um, free events and that there are quite a few free events in the property space, but I wouldn't go to a free event. And the reason for that is you, you get what you pay for. You know, the people that are at, that are at a free event, I'm, I'm not interested in, in networking with. And I, I know that sounds, sounds really um, snobbish, I think, but when someone lays down £28,000 to sit in a room with a group of other people that have laid down £28,000, to help one another grow and be more successful you know you're there for one reason you know you're there with serious people and when one of those says to me in fact one of them has um very successful uh property guy um i think his profit i think he said his profit was just shy of 1.5 million uh in the last financial year which is pretty pretty sizable mm-hmm. from a um he's a, he's a property educator so that's from a property education business you know there's a lot of property educators in the in the country but um to net just shy of 1.5 million um uh from a property education business is doing pretty well and he's in that group and uh, and he said frank i think uh, we've got some synergy a lot of people would think that we're you know direct competitors with EPP but I, I think that we could do something together how about we meet up for a couple hours over lunch and that you know I jumped at the opportunity and, and I don't know if it's going to work there might be too much overlap and we might decide not to do anything but when when you're sharing I and and it came about because I, I dropped him a message after the last uh, mastermind where I said I'm amazed at how similarly we think um, I think he's had an action coach actually at some point and I've had an action coach for quite a few years. And so I think we're kind of cut from the same cloth in terms of understanding how action coach approach business. And, um, and I just dropped a message saying, you know, I really appreciate your input. I, I think our values are quite aligned, really excited to have you in the group. He joined after I joined. So I was like welcoming, welcoming him to the group. And then he dropped me that message back saying that. And I, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I will. And funny enough, the other guy that I've met recently is um, my friend John from Belfast. I think I said to you, I went out for dinner with him and he's putting on a, a massive um, business education event in Belfast next year. And we, um, we we all brainstormed that together about how many people he could have there, how he would brand the event, you know, what kind of venue you'd have it in. And I just, I get a lot of energy from helping my fellow masterminders, but I get masses of value from them helping me. So it's, yeah, it's, I, I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. if it's, if it was 300 quid a month for that mastermind, I, I don't think I'd be in it. Yeah. And, that, um, it, and uh, for those reasons, really. Yeah. So it was a lot of money to go to America for the year, six, yeah. six meetings a week each or whatever. You did four deals that you <laughs> nearly lost your shirt on. <laughs> You're not I, selling it to me, mate. <laughs> I made, no, I made money in the four houses I bought, but I lost uh, the, the project that we got involved in. 
uh, we got the permit, but we, we got the permit too late from the point of view that uh, the prices had uh, dropped substantially. You know, uh, so okay. we just had to, we just had to sell and get out. Okay, and so is that the end of that story? Was that a failure that that year's education? No, of course it wasn't. No, it was not a failure at all because well, I, I guess I guess not. But but no, 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 um, no, 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 no way. Dolph, Dolph uh, that, that's what led to me coming back. He gave me the the enthusiasm and 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 the um, and I came back with two with two clear things I needed to do. Uh, and that was I. I never had heard of that you could buy property below market value. Never heard of yeah. the term, and I needed to find funding. So uh, within the next six months, I'd find a, a credit, a substantial credit line, and I was buying property. And in the next eighteen months, I bought over three hundred and fifty properties. Wow. Yeah. And that's it, isn't it? You can yep. look at you can look at your direct ROI, which is the four houses that you made some money on in the development where you, you know, just got out in time. Yep. Or you can look at the big picture. And you said sometimes you learn something, don't appreciate its significance, can't utilize it, and then a, a year, two years, three years later, maybe even longer, it suddenly, you know, it becomes very, very relevant. And wow. A hundred, uh, 350 properties over do you say a two-year period yep wow that is going some mate that's a no, that's an enterprise how many people did you employ at that time to do that i had uh three full-time buyers as well as me um, yeah a, a qualified accountant in the back office making sure we weren't overspending or underspending or keeping mm. the money and um then we had a, a maintenance team wow impressive mate that is impressive just the logistics of buying that many in that period of time how many is that a month let me work that out well it's well it's it, what happened was it, it took us time to get things wound up and then when we got things wound up the lender uh saw what we're doing liked it and just put the money in front of us and we were buying commercial and everything so we were, really yep so um, and were they were they funding 100 percent of what your purchase cost and they must have been yeah they were yep and yeah. uh, i bought a building site um here in Belfast and built uh, 38 commercial units on it and uh, wow. sold it three days after I got building control. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> and that, and you attribute that this isn't Dolph saying this, this isn't someone trying to sell a course or whatever. Um, you, you attribute that to that year invested with in the States. Yeah. 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 Cause it gives you and inspiration so- and, and you can see what the Americans are doing and uh, you know, you can say, well, look, that can be replicated, you know, and uh, mm. so we just have to come back and see how we, we manage to do that. It just mm. as the man says, my ducks all got in a row and it all worked at that time. But that doesn't continue forever, nope. as we've talked about on the, on our last nope. podcast together. I think that was uh, podcast 129, I think, if yeah. anyone wants to go back and listen to the last time Ian and I chatted about property cycles and the massive crash in Northern Ireland. Um, but in terms of your education so that was 1990s at some point i think yeah. you said is that right yeah mm-hmm. that's right so no sorry my 2005 Dolph uh, 1990 was brian tracy sorry brian tracy in the 1990s and then 2005 so we're roughly 20 years ago and that was your awakening there or thereabouts brian tracy Dolph deroos yeah. of of personal development and bettering yourself from a pretty non-academic background yeah. having left school at 16 so what has the last 20 years looked like for you? Obviously, you listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you do, do you watch YouTube? Do you go to seminars? What, what's it look like on a weekly, monthly basis? I wouldn't be a big YouTuber. 
Um, mm. So I wouldn't, but I would, uh, I mean, well, I've got over 400 books in my library that I've read, you know, I mean, mm. Audible Library. Um, and so I would read a lot of uh, uh, people's experiences, you know, like, in, like mm. nearly an autobiography, you know, um, I read a book a couple of years ago by Neville Wright, um, and it's called um, The Answer is Yes, What's the Question? You know, um, <laughs> um, Neville is, a, is an amazing, um, you know, he's, he, he, a bit like me, he left school with nothing. In fact, he, was, he, he left school worse than me because he was, he was dyslexic and had ADHD, which nobody was able to, to diagnose until he was in his 30s because he, kept under, he, couldn't keep, he couldn't figure out how he couldn't read a book. Because every time he, he, he blinked his eyes, the, the letters changed, rearranged in the whole page. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so, and, and um, he's written, a, that's an amazing book he has written, you know, of his life experience. Um, he, he started, eventually started a business and built it, and he sold it, um, I think it was 2011, he sold it for, for 70 million. Um, you know, so, um, and he's, he's a humble gentleman. You know, uh, he, was, uh, he was at, in fact, he was at Saj Hussein's event um, last, two weeks ago. So he was, and I flew over, uh, Saj offered the opportunity to, uh, for a, a number of people uh, to meet him uh, before the event. So we were around a, in an office with about 12, 15 of us, and we had the opportunity to talk to Neville directly, and he's still working away. And, and uh, so he is still buying and selling uh, houses, you know, because uh, most of his money he's put into property, and um, which he had going before he sold the business, and he didn't sell the property aspect, of course, he just sold the business. Mm. Um, and uh, it was great to meet Neville, you know, uh, um, because I tried, I was so impressed with the book and so uh, in, enhanced with his, the way he'd done things uh, that I, I tried to get to talk to him, uh, but I, I, I couldn't get past the secretary. So I couldn't, uh, <laughs> the gatekeeper kept me back. And I couldn't, I, I linked up with him on LinkedIn, but uh, I tried to link up with him on LinkedIn that time, but he, he, he obviously, I think, it, to be fair with you, there was a stage he was going through, he wasn't very well. Mm. Uh, and uh, and then when I met him uh, two weeks ago, he says, uh, "Yes, you're not the only one." Was telling me that it was hard to get past uh, the secretary. He says, "You won't have that trouble now because she's not with me any longer." Uh, okay. And he says, "You're welcome to ring me anytime." Hmm. That's nice. You met him two weeks ago, did you say? Yeah. How long ago did you read the book? Two years ago. Yes, uh, and that's perseverance for you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Did it have interest? Did it cost you anything to sit down with him on yes. that round table? Yeah. No, Yes. And do you mind me asking how much you paid? Uh, a couple of hundred. And that's it. Uh, it comes back to that same thing of, um, I think Rob Moore says this, um, you get exactly what you pay for. You get the value that you, you pay for something. So if it's if it's free, it's going to be low value typically. And obviously there are ex- exceptions. But if you pay for it, then you, you're going to get the value that you pay for. So a couple hundred pounds to sit around a table. How many other people? It was limited to, to 12. 12 people around a table for how long with them? Uh, two hours. Yeah. And the value and the connection. And now you've got a valued con you might not have learned anything in that two hours i'm sure you did but even if you didn't you've now got his permission to give him a bell correct and who who knows when that might be um really important and i always whenever i buy a ticket for for an event and i do make a point of going to events pretty often if i'm honest 
I always make a point of buying the VIP ticket. It's not because I want to be a VIP, you know. <laughs> I'll normally travel there on the train <laughs> in economy just because I can't <laughs> can't stomach paying triple for a slightly wider seat <laughs> in a different colour. But um, the um, value for me in having that VIP ticket, there's an event I go to quite often. It's um, Nick James's event, um, Expert Empires. And I've, I've been to that probably four times, five times. And I think a basic ticket is £97. And I think a VIP ticket is £1,000. I think I've got that right. It might be £200 and £1,000. So there's like £800, £900 difference. And that VIP ticket is so worth it. In fact, some of the listeners will know Nick James because he's been on this um, uh, podcast. He's the guy with a really brummy accent. (laughs) And um, the reason it's worth eight or nine hundred pounds is the networking. It's the people you meet. So you get a, a VIP lounge and it's not about sitting in comfy chairs and having a free coffee. It's about the people that are sat next to you having the the the, the coffee that you get to chat with. You sit at round tables at the front so you can talk to people and network people. You get a uh, an after show party which is you know two or three hours networking opportunity and it's it's the people you leave you you leave having met that makes that extra, you know, what's that four or five times the price? It's, it is interesting for sure. Mm. And so you've read 400 odd books in yeah. that 20 odd years. What yeah. else have you done? Uh, to, well, to I've done the mastermind with uh, Simon Zucci and I've done the, the Saj Hussein mastermind. And then, mm. um, of course, we do the masterminds with you now. So we do, mm. you know. Uh, which... And that's it. Uh, and you, you, you could say to yourself and one thing I love about you Ian is you you're very um open you're very open to opportunity and so I think a lot of people would do Simon Zucci's mastermind and I I know Simon personally in fact we were delegates on a course together for a week um just uh me he and four others uh just by coincidence on a residential course um which and that 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 course and that's interesting that course was with Richard Wilkins I'm going back a few years now I'm going back like 10 12 years was with Richard Wilkins a self-appointed minister for inspiration and it was basically how to feel better that was it. That was the, the course. And not cheap to go do it for um, for a week. Um, uh, but who do I bump into? Simon Zucci. And we spent a week having dinner and having lunch every day and chatting. And, you know, that's so, so valuable. Um, I think a lot of people would go on his course, his mastermind for the year. And I've, I've only ever heard people say positive stuff about uh, about his mastermind. I've, I've met quite a few alumni. And... Um, and that would be it. They'd go, right, that's my education. I can now go and rinse and repeat, et cetera. In fact, I had this conversation with a um, a couple of my franchisees recently where they were wanting to go and do additional courses to broaden their knowledge. And I was like, absolutely, go do it. You know, EPP is a, a foundation. We're a support network. We're an accountability network for you. But if you want to, if you've heard good things about uh, um a course or a particular trainer absolutely go tap into that and see if it can add even more value to your journey Mm. so you've not only done that year with simon which again is i want to say that's 20 odd grand um is it yeah about that yeah i I don't know precisely but i knew it was in that region so 20 odd grand for that year and then you've got saj hussein's mastermind was that another year yeah it was and then, of course, mm. the, the what came up out of the uh, out of Simon Suchi's mastermind was I then became the pin host for the Belfast ah, Pin yes. meeting for seven years. 
of course, you did that for seven years. And how many people did you meet by hosting? Oh, lots of people and, and a lot of great, great speakers across to speak. Um, you know, you even came and did and did a, a, a night for us. I did. I remember coming in uh, and speaking at it. Yeah, absolutely. So you ran that for seven years. And I think yeah. that shows your investment in your network and your your connections in because I doubt very much, I don't know the economics, but I doubt very much you made good money from running those PIM meetings. I didn't make anything and, and we weren't, we aren't paid for it. No, exactly. So, so you, you're doing it really on a, a voluntary basis, pretty yeah. much. Uh, but it's the people you meet and it's the education yeah. of, uh, of running it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you, well, in fact, you can do this. If you were to speak to a young, new property investor and your son Matthew how old is he now 25 23 23 even younger so he's 23 he's in his first second year in uh, property investing how many properties has he bought now by the way uh three three properties youngest um, partner on uh, on EPP across the UK and Australia and he is rocking and rolling with three properties what advice do you give him what advice would you give to someone who's starting out on their journey they want to invest in their education i think you'd agree there's lots of sharks out there you could burn a lot of money yeah. how how would you go about it what would you advise well i can i can take them from zero to a million in five years but the problem is they need to be they need to want to listen and, mm. and want to act in a way that you know, the, the, Matthew just follows me around like a lap dog. He gets a little bit more coaching than, than most because he's with me twenty four seven, as it were. You know, yeah. uh, but I mean, he's he's now better than my arm in doing a a, a telephone fact find and also doing a, a health a health visit. Really? Yep. Yeah. I don't do them any longer because he's better than me. Mm, and that's amazing at 23. Yeah. Do you know, I, I think I said this uh, to him last time I was uh, training your partners in um, in Belfast, the difference in him over the, the last year. Wh when did we do your first seminar? Because I seem to remember he was like operating the camera, wasn't he? he when, was. when was that? Uh, when was that first seminar? That was, that was September 19th. September 2019 and we're just beyond September 2021 so it's two years in those two years the transformation in him he was quite shy he was quite hard to build rapport with I thought he wasn't very confident obviously but he was 21 <laughs> um but now just two short years later he's got he, he he's not um cocky he's not um you know um it doesn't shoot his mouth off but he's got a quiet confidence about him and it it comes from that education i think it comes from walking the walk it comes from doing deals it comes from emulating you and emulating others um so he obviously is immersing himself in epp and comes he's on every train he's on every webinar that i run he's he's at everything which is brilliant he's obviously working in the business with you which is giving him a great mentorship what else do you recommend he does or would you recommend someone starting out do well, well just to, uh, to clarify when he was when he was 21 he, he had another year to do at college so he finished off his uh, bachelor of education and uh, then when that finished in may uh last year that's when he joined me full-time so it was wow so he's only done about 18 months then that's amazing the challenge that i find is uh you know, I'm speaking, obviously there's people interested in joining our partnership here in, in Belfast and uh, we, we've been doing some marketing recently and um, I've had conversations with some 
uh, people. And um, I think the problem is that they don't realize that, uh, certainly for from a Northern Ireland point of view, that the teaching, a lot of the teaching in the mainland, what's what we call UK, Frank, the mainland, <laughs> is, is focused on mainland systems that don't work here. Hmm. You know, I mean, I had somebody who, who was very, very interested in joining us as a partner um, about a year, 18 months, no, about 15 months ago, but they went with somebody in the UK. They rang me two months later to find out um, how can they get a mortgage for them in a company, uh, 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 you know, and the company's registered in Northern Ireland and they live in Northern Ireland. Mm. And they bought in Northern Ireland and I'm saying, you ain't going to get it. The challenge is that, that people are, I think, what I was actually going to say there was that the people in the uh, marketplace are much better at presenting themselves from the front than I am. So, um, and, and I don't want to be that person. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, I'm uh, when the when the, when the rubber hits the road, it ain't slipping with me. Hmm. So then you know because I've been there, done that. I know the 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 challenges that people are going to have. We've had we've had some very. Uh, difficult situations to to navigate through here, even with the partners that we have, from the point of view that people's circumstances change, and uh, you know, and and uh, we've had to find uh, you know uh, quite sophisticated ways to put deals together to make it work for them. Because I mean, the first priority and anything we do here is that we make sure that the that the vendor is s- sorted out. I mean, I just had a call before we would come on here, uh, an inquiry, a gentleman's got a house to sell. Um, in in uh, in Garva, it's four hundred thousand pounds worth, and that's not something we would buy. But I said to him, uh, you know, he hasn't just put it on the market yet; he's just about to do that. And I said, look, if it doesn't sell for you in say six weeks, you're not getting much bites out of it. Call me, because mm-hmm. I said, you know, we had somebody called me last. I had a guy called me last year. House was on the market at eight hundred thousand, and he couldn't sell it. It'd been on for two and a half years, and he wasn't even getting bites. Mm. So I said, look, there's no way I'm going to buy your house. But if you want, I'll come down, I'll chat with you, and I'll, I'll, I'll share with you some of the th- some of the ways that we owned it, that we would try to uh, sell it for you. Mm. So um, I, I was with him for a couple, couple of hours and an afternoon, and uh, he rang me about three months later. He says, we've just sold the house, and we've used one of the strategies that you explained. And that guy will be an advocate forevermore. Yeah. You, you know, you, you have no idea. You've invested, what, a couple hours in, in that relationship. Yeah. And um, you could get a deal in five years' time. You could get 10 deals over the next 10 years out of it. Or you might get nothing. Yeah. But if you do that on a consistent basis, if you genuinely look to help people on a consistent basis the uh it's going to come back to you isn't it which is yes. brilliant and I, and I think that's it i think we talk on epp about the tidal wave of positivity and there isn't a lot of positivity out there yes. <laughs> um I, I don't let my kids my kids are eight and ten i don't let them listen to the news it's too depressing if you if you listen to the news and imagine you've got an eight-year-old child so they're they're conscious enough to understand everything that's said but nowhere near mature enough to deal with rape murder terrorism um doom and gloom it's it's incredible how negative and just depressing that the media are even redundancies you know a thousand people being made redundant what's made redundant mean dad are they lost their jobs oh will they not have any money for for christmas and it's like actually no they won't 
it's just <laughs> really really sad you know um and and that tidal wave of negativity and we talked about this in the um, property cycle episode we did the the result of that is it shrinks us we feel less empowered. We feel, you said you felt motivated after speaking to Dolph. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm sure listeners might, you know, some listeners might have gone, motivation. I can, I can, you know, put some rah-rah music on and motivate myself. I'm not going to pay tens of thousands of pounds for that. But you can't and you should, (laughs) is my take on it. Because that tidal wave of positivity is massively important. You have to walk, like you say, Matthew is is better at help visits than you. So he can walk through a vendor's front door, spend an hour or two with them, and he's more likely to sign them up than you are. That doesn't come from a position of, I'm not sure if I can do this. I'm not sure if I'm really going to be able to help. That comes from a position of, I'm on fire. Yeah. I'm helping people every day. I've just helped that guy sp- sell his hun- 800 grand house and I didn't make a penny from it. So I'm going to buy Mrs. Jones's house today because she needs to sell and I'm the best buyer in the world to buy a house. Yeah. Like People sometimes raise their eyebrows when I say I'm the best person in the world to help this vendor. Like if I'm going on a help visit with a, with a partner and uh, I said, look, before we go in, let's just be clear on this. No one in the world is in a better position to help these vendors right now. And they're like... You can see the doubt in their face. And I said, no one is. We know that we're going to do what we say we're going to do. And we're walking through their front door in five minutes. Who in this world can help them better, more quickly than than we can? And, And I think that belief to your core comes from surrounding yourself with positive people. And you've talked about networking and how important it is to have a network of people you can call upon. But it's also, I think the people we can have whispering in our ear an hour a day you, you go walking every morning do you listen to audio when you're walking yeah and so you get an hour hour and a half however long it is mm. of a very positive person whoever it is i've just looked on um um amazon while we were chatting actually about the um the the book so the answer is yes now what is the question by neville right yeah it's only available in audio and i thought okay how's that gonna fit into my education i haven't bought it i normally i have a rule right i don't write down the names of books anymore i just go on amazon and buy them because <laughs> it's as quick <laughs> and then it pops up through my door tomorrow it's amazing but it's only on all it's only on audible and i think hmm, i don't actually listen to audiobooks anymore i read so i'll send a and- <laughs> you're very good at sending me books actually and you've sent me more books than anyone else on this planet just so you know and i'm very grateful well, i should say that publicly um, um and so i thought to myself i haven't bought it actually because i thought to myself when will i listen to it because i listen to podcasts and i read hard copy books and i don't watch youtube typically i i occasionally will watch a sailing uh, youtube episode actually if i'm trying to learn how to do something specific in sailing mm. um and so i think we need to design ourselves and, and this would be my top tip. You talked about how, how you're helping Matthew. We need to design ourselves a lifestyle that is rich in education, that has lots of different inputs. Some will be free, podcast, this podcast, for example, most YouTube channels, etc. Some will be relatively inexpensive, audio books. You know, you can subscribe to audio. I think you can get a book a month. Two books uh, a month. Well, you can do that, or you can do what I do, and you you, you pay a year in advance, and you get something like uh, thirty six credits or something like that for hundred pounds. Oh wow! So it's like three quid a book, then there you go. So you yeah. can pay a hundred quid a year. I didn't know that. <laughs> I think I paid fourteen quid a month for years. 
right. <laughs> um, so you can pay a hundred quid up front and get and get thirty six books, which is amazing. Or, and I, I think it should be a combination of all of the above. You can go on a mastermind or a coaching program and meet some really high quality people. And of course, Frank, one thing you're forgetting is that that you're one of the the, the best mastermind teachers that we have, and. EPP and, and people have the, the, the massive advantage to listen to these podcasts and, and your YouTube channels where, where you're going through and you're sharing information uh, and, and you're inspirational every time you come across to speak with our partners here in Belfast. They all go away inspired, so they do, because you've just, you've just had the opportunity to bring some calm and then also bring some teaching. You know, And I think the people that, that get these, these podcasts are, are getting a lot of value and not having to pay for it. I think that the problem seems to be getting them to take action. Thank you for the compliment. Um, guys, if you want to pay for this podcast, feel free. You can <laughs> donate to our housing project. You can drop, drop a check in the post to Stepping Stones Housing Fund um, CIC, and uh, we, will, we will happily um, put that to good use, housing the homeless. But uh, jesting aside, thank you for those kind words in. You're absolutely right, mate. And the reason I structured EPP in the way that I did is because I think that ongoing support, that ongoing accountability, that ongoing course correction, and we talk about playing chess in sophisticated property investing, thinking several moves ahead, thinking, right, if we do this, what's then going to happen? Where are we going to come unstuck? What do we then have to do? And pothole avoidance. So you're driving down the road and you can see the the end destination in two years time. And you think, right, what are all the potholes we're going to have in that road and how are we going to avoid them? The best golfers in the world, they don't have any old bloke carrying, or woman, uh, hasten to add, carrying their bag. They have a caddy who knows them intimately that's that's talking to them the whole time looking at their notes the whole time you know it's a partnership it's it's a very lonely game property investing and having others that are walking beside you walking ahead of you um, as well as walking behind you whom you can also help we've got a one hand up one hand down philosophy in epp i think is absolutely um critical and so, yeah, thank you for saying that in. I think it's a combination of all of those things. And guys, if you, if we've missed any on this podcast, if, if you've tapped into some self-development and some growth tools that we've missed out, then please do, uh, do share them with us, pop, pop a comment in the notes. Also, guys, if you'd like us to cover a topic that we, uh, we haven't yet covered, we've mapped out a few topics for the next few uh, weeks. But if you have a topic, a burning topic that you'd like us to delve into like we have today, then uh, feel free to, uh, to suggest it to us. Ian, I'm so grateful, mate, for your time. I'm so grateful for your expertise to, to be a, a student of personal development and self-development for the last, so 1990s, was that 25, 30 odd years is unbelievable. I didn't know you had hired Brian Tracy. I'm, I'm so impressed by that. <laughs> Sir, thank you for your time and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Okay. Guys, enjoy your investing career enjoy the abundance of personal education that is available to you i would say more than has ever been available to us in the past you heard in there talking about buying cds and cassette tapes we can literally click a button and and be listening to amazing quality audio for for peanuts and so enjoy that make the most of it and until next time 
Happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.